this wise voice appeared in my head said, you know, instead of like forcing your destination, why don't you allow your destination to be somewhere that you can go instead of focusing on where you can't go. And then once I did that, it was like, oh, okay. Well, I don't need a desk. I'm good. Like I can just, wherever my computer is, I got it and have laptop will travel. Welcome to Be Bold Branding where we discuss the power of differentiating yourself through your own unique story and standout personal brand. Do you live your dream travel life vicariously through people on social media? Do you stare longingly at their posts and wonder if you'll ever be able to break free from your current reality and live that life? Well, if you have the travel bug, stop and sit for a moment and take in the advice of today's guest. Her name is Heather Markell, and she's a full-time travel coach. She's also a brand-faced client who came to us to help her dial in her brand message and image. Today, you'll learn about her inspiring story and her personal branding experience. Welcome to Be Bold Branding, Heather. Thank you so much. Yeah, it's always nice to have a guest on that we actually really know because we've been friends, been through the program together. And you want to share with our listeners a little bit about your amazing story and how you became a travel coach and what got you to this space? Sure. Let's see. It's a long story, but <laughs> making it more concise, I spent almost 26 years in corporate America, which was ironic. When I was 16, I went and lived with a host family in Normandy, France. I fell in love with cows and also learned to speak French fluently. And that experience really rooted me in my love of not just traveling, but experiencing cultures, living with locals. And I thought, you know, my career trajectory would take me in that direction. And though it started very internationally, it ended up very domestically, me working at AT&T, wondering how did I get here? <laughs> Where can I go instead? And I spent years trying to figure out, you know, what's the job? What's the magic job that I can, you know, use my language skills, travel, do all the stuff. And I just never found it. And after about 10 years of, you know, realizing that I'm more of an entrepreneur, I'm, I belong in the world and saying I was going to quit and not doing it, I ended up with a pain in my chest in January 2017. And I knew from a previous experience with pain in my neck that became two herniated discs that I didn't want to turn this pain into some really severe health problem. And so I committed, I really committed to quit. And I did at the end of 2017. And I started my travels in 2018, albeit thinking it was a six month career break, <laughs> but it's now been like six years. <laughs> <laughs> That's the best oops I've ever heard. <laughs> well, which actually leads us to where we kind of, you know, got involved with you was several years later, you know, into your journey and together kind of worked on, okay, how do we present this awesome brand to the world and really get people to see exactly what you do for them in as few words as possible, right? So we came up with this brand identifier that says, ditch your desk, discover your destiny. Tell me what was going through your mind when we first kind of settled in on that. Yeah, that was great because, and sorry, just to I explain sort of what got me going and traveling, but the business idea came from years of, I've been a business coach for a long time, an expat coach, and 
you know, I got stuck in New Zealand for me during the pandemic. And, you know, I started just crying. I was like, oh my God, I, I finally quit my job to do what I love. And the one thing in the world I cannot do right now is literally what I love, like travel. And so I had a whole pity party. And then, and then I said, wait a second, I'm watching everything. Like this is, this is a bubble that's going to burst. So I started creating what is now my full-time travel coaching programs. So that was started in like 2020, 2021. And then when I came to you, I was kind of like, oh, I got this, I got this. I'm all over the place. You know, you came to my homepage and it was just a lot of words. It was unclear who I'm for, what my message is. I didn't have a message. I was like, go travel. <laughs> um, <laughs> and I think when we spoke, it was very much about looking for someone to help me, you know, boil down all this verbiage, the 30,000 web pages, you know, into something that a visitor to my website could clearly and quickly understand who I am, what I stand for, are, that I'm for you and what I can do for you. Oh, great explanation mm, yeah. for that. And I think a lot of people can like feel you just like you were, you were sitting behind that desk and thinking this is, there has to be more to life here. This is not what I want to do with my life. It's okay, but I'd want more. And that ditch your desk, discover your destiny, I think really speaks to a whole lot of people, the desire that they have. And just like we started this podcast, people thinking I'm living vicariously through just all these travel pictures and photo and videos that they see of people posting on social media and wondering when is that going to be me? You literally just like jumped off that cliff. I did. And in more ways than one, because the other thing is when I looked at social media, I mean, this is back in 2017, before the pandemic, before the great resignation, I'm over 40. And all the messaging I'm seeing is that people do this are in their 20s or 30s. Like I'm too old to do this. What am I thinking? I'm crazy. There was no, I really, really wanted a mentor, someone that I could talk to about, well, but I'm a little older. And what about, am I going to ruin my career? Am I going to, you know, what about money? All those things. And so, you know, I wanted to become the person, that mentor for the other people that are a bit older. I mean, I, while I'm happy to work with anyone, you know, my real sweet spot is the people that are in their 40s, 50s, you know, not quite ready to retire, but yet not wanting to wait till they retire to live this dream travel life. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. What was the moment you think that you knew you'd never go back to a desk? I think, so again, I set out thinking this is just a few months that I'm going to do this. And a real pivotal moment was the two-week marker. And I didn't realize that. But when you start living this lifestyle at that two-week mark, when you've taken corporate vacations, which are always a week or two, you know, you realize, oh my God, I'm not going back to the desk. I'm not going back to my apartment. I'm what am I doing? What did I just <laughs> like it all just kind of hit me? Plus for me, of course the universe conspired perfectly to put me in a location in the middle of nowhere with a manager of the property who was absolutely useless. Like he could have helped me, but he was just he was unhappy himself. So he just had no interest in helping me. And I was trying to reach some new friends that I had made and I realized apart from taking a really dangerous journey or a really expensive one to meet them, I couldn't do it. And I just cried. I was like, I just made a huge mistake and I need to go back to New York, go ask for my job back. And I, you know, I tried, I failed. And then once I like had that pity party, I had this wise voice appeared in my head that said, you know, instead of like forcing your destination, 
why don't you allow your destination to be somewhere that you can go instead of focusing on where you can't go? And I was like, who said that? (laughs) (laughs) And then once I did that, it was like, oh, okay. Well, I don't need a desk. I'm good. Like I can just, wherever my computer is, I got it. And uh, barring, you know, there are parts of the world where Wi-Fi is painful, like worse than dial-up. But barring that, like any, you know, have laptop, will travel. I love it. So I'm intrigued by like who you're, you know, are best suited to serve, as we say at Brandface. And those 40s, 50s, they don't want to wait until they retire. They want to live that best life now and figure out how to do that beyond just the week or two vacation that they get from the corporate world. So tell me a little bit about like if you're in that spot and this is what you want, you want to do that. What is the first step that those people should take to lead in that direction? So I think an ideal first step for someone in corporate that has the, you know, ideally four or more weeks vacation in a year is to take four weeks vacation all at once and really see the difference between a week, two weeks, and four weeks. Because when you go for four weeks, you're either going to stay in one place and realize, oh my God, I'm bored. (laughs) Now what? (laughs) Or you're going to jump, you're going to jump around and go to lots of places and figure like, oh, this might be tiring. Or you're going to say, this is fabulous and I need to do more of this. And you need to know which one you are because this lifestyle is very different than vacation. And I think that's an ideal first step is to root in what happens to you when you're away for longer periods of time. And is this a lifestyle where you can say, oh my God, if I go away, I'm going to pack less and I might travel, you know, like every seven days instead of every two days, but I'm doing this, I'm in, right? So you can figure that out um, by taking that longer vacation to start. And what are some quick and easy ways to make money when you travel? Like, let's assume we're talking to a listener out there who just doesn't have a huge bank account, right? But says, look, I'm tired of this desk and then I want to do this. So the funny thing is everyone always, and I did this too, you presume you can't afford this lifestyle because, well, how am I going to make money without that corporate job? And so everyone focuses on how will I make money? And I will answer with a couple of things, but I will also say that this is a multi-tiered strategy and it's something I teach. And part of it is like saving money is just as important. So for example, I have traded work for lower accommodation cost. So I wasn't per, you know, paid per se, but because the cost of my accommodation was radically lower in a way I was, right? The accommodation mm-hmm. was kind of paid for. Sure. So employing strategies like that is just as important as working. Now, for me, travel writing has been a natural fit of how to make some like quick money when I'm traveling. Just like, here I am. I was just in Malaysia. I just wrote an article about it, right? I got paid for the article. So that's ideal. And in the remote work world now, it's so much easier if you're someone that wants to work for someone else to figure out like what's the thing that you want to do and find that kind of work. But also being mindful that when you're crossing countries, you want to make sure that you're familiar with like immigration rules and that whatever you're doing is in a way that's legal. That's not going to get you in trouble with the immigration. Okay, this is a great segue into the next question, which is I know you've made some great connections and great friends over all these years in your travels. And you did mention, you know, just now, one of the ways to save money versus, you know, earn money is to kind of trade work for lower accommodation fees, et cetera. So tell me about some great connections that you have made 
and how those people that you've met along your path have helped you perpetuate your travels. One of the most meaningful and earliest connections I made was actually I was on Easter Island. I was about a year or so into my travels and I met this guy that was in his 20s and he was at the end of 18 months of traveling the world. So I'm looking up to him I'm like, wow, like this guy's just, you know, been totally, he just, just seems so relaxed. He's been all over the place. And he says to me, you know, as I'm thinking like, oh, you know, I, I did this because I'm looking, I'm still thinking, I'm looking for the next job. Like I haven't found the job and, and I, I don't know what I'm doing. And, and he says to me, you know, it's about the journey, not the destination. And I know that wasn't his quote, but in that moment, I was like, oh my God. <laughs> and I just stopped and was like, oh, I'm just on a journey. The journey is my destination. Like I can just relax into it and stop looking and stop making goals and like all, you know, all this things that I have to find and just be. That was one of the most amazing connections that I've made. I've met people that have, I call them my saviors and they've always been in twos. I have like been in places where unexpected things happened and somebody showed up and literally like saved me from, you know, whatever situation could have happened. Like there they were. And I don't know how that's to me just, they're amazing. So always when you're traveling places, I go by myself. So sometimes I'm like, oh my God, I'm by myself. And what if this, what if that? And then, boop, you know, I just meet exactly who I need. And that manifestation of the people and resources I need in the moment is a magical part of also traveling full-time, which I love. Yeah, I bet. I bet you have a lot of aha moments, like where things just show up and you're like, mm, that's awesome. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, oh that was fun. One thing I didn't expect about this journey, too, is how inward it is, at least at the beginning. And I actually met this wonderful young woman who perfectly modeled like boundary setting and self-respect, which were things that I was really needing to work on when I met her. And because of our meeting, like she, you know, just inspired me to actually do some deeper work on those things for myself. So again, just like meeting people in the moment that, you know, you don't expect to teach you something, but you take away so many lessons from each person. I bet you do. We love to travel, Tanya and I. We always have. We traveled even before we met each other. We've always had a love for that. But that's always been one of the things I love the most is the education. We try to do it with our kids and take them as many places as possible, show them as many places as possible early on, because I just think that there's no better education than traveling and meeting people. And you are becoming the most educated because you do it every day, all the time. And yeah. I, I think it's so awesome. And then to be able to train other people and work with you to learn how to do that themselves. And I think you're timely too, because just like COVID and the pandemic really, like you had launched and then bam, here this situation and you're like, oh my goodness, like the very thing that I wanted to do now, I'm not possibly not going to be able to do. But then having to wherewithal to relax in that and say, no, this isn't going to last. This isn't something, this is going to pass and then we'll be right, we'll be back to normal and stuff and holding in there like that it'd say you're well on your way heather oh some absolutely awesome stuff and no doubt no doubt you've been a blessing to so many others along your travels too because i know you you're very generous you have a huge heart and you give back more than you get so <laughs> you. 
You bet. So tell us this, when somebody comes to you and says, okay, this is the kind of life I want, Heather. I don't know if I can have exactly what you have, but I want to try to get close. What are the first couple of things that you do with your new clients? And in what ways do you work with them? Well, first I, you know, have a call with people to understand like, what is it that you want? So I would first try to understand based on that conversation, you know, are you someone that is best off doing a self-study kind of program or are you someone that we should work together? So if we're working together, then I really have a three-part program, which is about the mindset, the money, and the mastery you need to overcome sort of the emotional, financial, and logistical barriers to the lifestyle. So I take my clients through each one of those steps one at a time because I find that if you don't get the mental barriers out of the way first, I can tell you all the stuff in the world about how to afford it and what you need to do to go. And you will sit here and resist, resist, resist. So we got to get the resistance out first so that you feel confident enough and inspired enough to say, hell yes, I'm in, <laughs> and then address the other pieces. Yeah. Brilliantly put. Yeah, very good. Well, let's talk just a moment. Let's shift over to the conversation about your brand and the branding journey. When you first came into our brand face family, and we're so grateful that you did, what was probably the most eye-opening thing for you along the way throughout that personal branding journey? I guess I didn't realize how many steps it was. And we had some conversations that were like totally unexpected. And just the thoroughness of guiding me towards where you knew I needed to be, but I didn't, <laughs> and sort of helping me get there and partnering with me on that, as well as enhancing the importance of, you know, colors and what does brand mean and represent and how to bring that out there and how to reflect like the inside and the outside of that brand. So I think there was just the thoroughness and a lot of different pieces that I wasn't necessarily expecting and all of the collateral that you guys give. It's just like a big, big package of information and assets. Excellent. I love yeah. to hear that. How has it helped your business so far going through the program? I know that when, first off, people get what I do now, I have a tagline, I can like go on calls, I can join networking groups, I can be in the world and explain what I do in a way that gets people intrigued. And then when they come to my website, I often hear how happy it is and how inspirational. And so I think that's just helped a lot, just make it easier to not have to over explain for three hours, like what I do and why you need it. <laughs> That's so true because it is so important to narrow that down. Like, you know, what you just talked about, we talked about ditch your desk, discover your destiny. And, you know, you're a full-time travel coach. When you put those things together, it's like the angels sing, right? Because every time you come on, you know, any kind of meeting where I'm, I'm present at that meeting, people are going, oh, wow, that's awesome. I want that, right? And then you talk about, you know, the mindset and the money and the mastery, those three simple things that people need to achieve to be able to have the kind of lifestyle that you want. Being able to articulate that is overcoming a huge hurdle that a lot of people don't get to overcome with that. So I just want to thank you for being so awesome throughout this process and so cool to work with because I can assure you we need you and there's lots of people out there who feel like we do and I think anytime somebody is exposed to you, Heather, you're just like this lovely, infectious, you know, cooled vibe, right? But people do need that because in this world, especially as Michael said, after the pandemic, you know, priorities shifted 
and rightfully so. There are a lot of people who just run themselves into the ground and working and working and working and not really enjoying life. And I think you help them change everything about their life. And mm-hmm. I just want to encourage you guys, get on that phone call with her because that phone call doesn't cost you anything and it can bring you the life that you want. So just do the phone call for goodness sake, people. All right. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> well, who's the best fit for your services? Well, my sweet spot is the one that I talked about before, really the people that are in their 40s or 50s at that corporate desk job realizing I can't sit here another 20 or 30 years and I love to travel and I see these people out there doing it and I would love to do that, but it just seems completely unrealistic. Where do I start? How do I make this a reality? Like those are my sweet spot clients. I love it. Yeah. Well, tell me what advice would you give someone else about going through a personal branding journey like this? I would say if you are, if you have, you know, you have a great business and you want a way to sort of tie things together, I think branding is more than just a color. <laughs> and and I found that the branding journey with you was a way to get advice and inspiration from people that know a lot more than you do about branding. And also you have ears and you listen to us, right? So, you know, you might suggest three things and I might say, wait, but I want this or this or this, you know, I felt like it was very much a partnership rather than just being told, you know, well, Heather, this is how branding works and you got to do this. It was like, well, you know, I would recommend this and I would be like, well, I'd like this better. And you'd be like, all right, well, let's see how we can like make that work in here. So I felt like it was a more of a partnership where I got the best of your expertise and you were willing to listen to mine to make the package work together. Well, I'm glad that I'm glad that worked out and because that is definitely always our hope. Our job is really just to help showcase what's already there in our clients, right? They've already, they're the ones with the talent and they're the ones with the know-it-all, the wherewithal to do what they're doing. And it's just our job to help illuminate that in a way that is concise. And so we appreciate that. And very excited to see what the future holds for you. And you continue to do this because the killer thing about you is that we get to chronicle like what you're doing as you're doing it, you know? And I mean, I don't even know how many countries you've been in since you started working with us. I know it's at least three, four, maybe. So yeah, I just, well, I was just in the 35th one and next in a week, I'm going to country 36, which is Reunion Island near Madagascar. Wow. That's awesome. That brings me to a question like of all the places that you visited, what's been your personal favorite and why? So that's the hardest question to answer because there's not just one. Like there's so many. It's favorite could be landscape, people, food. It'd be so many things. I will say that places in South America and Africa really stood out to me because before this life, I was, you know, one or two week vacations from New York. You, you know, I would go to Europe because, you know, jet lag and long flights, you know, by the time you're away for a week in if I'd gone on a 14-hour flight, I would have been like <laughs> barely recovered and flying home. Mm-hmm. So I loved like Peru, Argentina, and like South Africa was amazing, Namibia. So I'd say those four countries stand out. And then, of course, you know, I was marooned in New Zealand for two years. So that's also like it's an amazing country that really took care of me. 
Yeah. Yeah. Oh, that's great. That that is what a story, you know. Like every time you mention it, I I'm just amazed at it. You know, like here I am in New Zealand. I was I remember being there, being like, you know, you know how Facebook gives you like these memories, and it would be like this memory to today from one year ago, and I'm like, oh my god, I'm still here. Like this is crazy. <laughs> Yeah, but I have to ask you about like Easter Island. Did you like literally just go to Easter Island and then mainland somewhere from there? Right. Tell me just a briefly about that. Well, that's the magic of this travel lifestyle. I know where I'm starting and then I don't know where I'm ending up. So for that one, I decided to go to Santiago. I had met this lovely woman in Thailand and she was in Santiago. So I flew to Santiago to meet her. And then I found out that this other amazing woman that I had met in Argentina was going to be in Easter Island and that she had scored a really cheap flight. And she's like, just look. And I looked and I found a flight for like $300 round trip from Santiago. And I'm like, hell yes, on a Dreamliner. It was the coolest plane. And then I stayed in the youth hostel and it was like, I'm on Easter Island. I stayed for a week. And, you know, it is expensive, even in a youth hostel. But yeah, so I just was there. It blew me away. It's a, it's magical on so many levels. And it's a place I definitely recommend getting a guide to take you around because what's a lure to me is learning about its history. And, sure. and it will make you believe in aliens. Absolutely. Those Moai will do that. So <laughs> <laughs> word of warning. I mean, I believe it just from the documentaries I've seen of Easter Island. Oh, yeah. It's just fascinating to me. Yeah. It's, it's so far nautically miles from anything else. It's just unbelievable to me that people landed there. Like, I don't know. I'm like you. Yeah. An alien took them. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yep. <laughs> well, Heather, we are coming to a close now. Thank you so, so much for being part of this. And thank you for being our client and being such a joy to work with. Mm-hmm. Thank you. And thank you for working with me and helping me. <laughs> you bet. You bet. So tell everybody how they can reach you. So if you go to from desk to destiny.com, you can get onto my calendar. I would love to chat with you and help you make full-time travel, that lifestyle, a reality. Love it. Thank you again, Heather. Thank you. Brought to you by BrandFace, the only comprehensive personal brand building system across the globe.